So for those of you who don't know, Jared, Jared's been serving faithfully as a deacon for quite some time with his wife. And uh, that's it. Is that new water, hopefully? Oh, anyway. Fresh water, that it clicks, huh? So um, I want to ask that you'll receive the word from Jared. We trust him, his doctrine sound. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, open your hearts, receive what the Lord wants to deposit in your heart um, as if it's one of us. So thanks, Jared. Good evening, everyone. Cool. Um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty difficult to follow praise and worship like that, but I'm going to do my best. Um, yeah, I wanted to, to start off with a very quick testimony. Um, this moment is, is quite a big thing for me. Um, about six or seven years ago, I was sitting probably in about third row of, of church right at the back um, in Sunningdale AM. Um, and I said to myself, and I was looking at the, at the preacher at the time, and I said to myself, I will never be that guy standing up in the front. Um, and I decided in my heart at that time that, you know, because I was such an introvert, um, I felt incredibly unqualified to do something like that. And a bunch of other nonsense happening in my life, I decided that will never be me. Um, so I still feel very introverted. I still feel very nervous. Um, but God has, has um, changed my heart. Um, and I've got a willing heart. So, yeah, I pray tonight that God will use me. Um, and just as God used Moses, who stuttered and, and couldn't speak well, or he spoke through a donkey, which is maybe a bit more like me, um, he can use you guys too. So, um, yeah, if you're sitting in the, in the third row from the back, you've got, you've got about five years. <laughs> the closer you are, the, the less time you have. Okay. Cool. I wanted to start quickly with just a little bit of a history about, uh, well, yeah, history about who, who I am and who we are as a family. Um, I grew up in Cape Town. I've got two amazing parents that um, brought me up in the church, and I had the privilege of growing up in a church. Um, my beautiful wife over there, it seems every, every time someone gets the mic, they're allowed to, to call their wife beautiful from the front, so I thought I'd, I'd take that opportunity. Um, I met my wife in, in high school, in matric, and, oh, sorry, <laughs> correct, okay, we met earlier than that, we started dating in, in high school, in, in matric, um, and she was my first girlfriend and my last girlfriend, oh, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and we, uh, we studied after school. We got uh, married after we studied. We dated for about five and a half years, which to all the guys on the left here, the youngsters, that's, I wouldn't recommend uh, dating for that long. It was quite difficult. Um, we got married, and we had, we've got two young kids, uh, Eli and Alba. And um, probably about six or seven years into... Um, us being married, we decided that we wanted to do something different in our lives and we, we no longer wanted to live in Cape Town. My wife was originally from Muscle Bay um, 
And we decided, no, we, and we felt at the time this was what God had planned for us. Although we went, looking back, I don't think we were quite as in tune with his, his voice at the time. And uh, we decided to, to move to Khruprak from Cape Town. We quit our jobs. We didn't have any jobs when we um, made that decision. And we sold a house, which sold in three days, which for us was confirmation. Um, and we moved to Khruprak. And I always say to my wife, I think we overshot it by uh, about 30 Ks because we, we eventually moved back to Mossel Bay. So, um, yeah. So we've, we've been going through quite a journey together um, in lots of different aspects of our life. When you, when you quit your job and you move to a different town, I don't know, God does something in your life where you start analyzing your, your family, your work. Um, and all the different things in your life and how, how you, that relates to, to God and your, and your Christian walk. Um, yeah, so that, that brings me to what I wanted to, to speak to, to you guys about tonight and what I've personally been challenged with uh, still today and, and um, over the last few years, years is giving God glory in all aspects of our lives. In 1 Corinthians 10 verse 31, it says, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So in whatever you do, we do it all for the glory of God. In 2 Corinthians 5 verse 9, it says, So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please Him. So home or away, you can take it as being physically home or away, but it also means being here present on earth or in heaven. Um, so when we are here, our aim is to, to glorify God. Um, whatever we do, in everything we should think, how can I glorify God? How can I make Him known? When talking to our parents, a customer at work, our husband or wife or child, which can often be the most difficult, in every part of our lives to live for God's glory. Okay, so... Like I said, I, we, we quit our jobs. I was an architect in Cape Town, and I became an illustrator and started a new business in, in Mossel Bay. So I love communicating through pictures, um, being an illustrator. So I wanted to help this uh, preach with a few pictures. Um, yeah, and I think what's nice for me with pictures as well is that it creates a little hook for you guys to hopefully remember Tomorrow or in a week's time, you can think back on an image and, and that'll help you remember it. I don't. <laughs> am, I, am I allowed to? <laughs> okay, can I get the, the first illustration? Okay, so sorry, I don't expect amazing illustrations, but. Uh. <laughs> okay, so this, this for me is a little representation of somebody's life. Okay, I know it's not all the segments of your life. Um, there's some smaller ones, bigger ones, but just as a rough example, this is this is maybe how our lives look like. Who who identifies with that? The green part smaller. The green part smaller. <laughs> okay. That, this for me, in my mind, it was like a, a working adult. Maybe okay. You got your most of your time is spent at work. Um, you've got a little bit of social time. You got some. Sing, single guy, sorry. Yeah. No, no family yet, obviously. Or maybe he's got family, but his priorities are very wrong. So, and, and the finances at the top. Okay, some of us, for some people... <laughs> yeah, <why? laughs> 
Okay. Yeah, that's that's why I've spelled W O R K. Okay, some of us, yeah, some of us, our social is massive. Some of us don't like to work too much. Uh, some of us are missing segments altogether. But um, maybe we can go to the, the next slide as well. Okay, so maybe things change slightly. Maybe you're a, a student, you're at university, like Rachel, or you're still in school. So now, yeah, work replaced with school, and then social, probably a little bit bigger than that. Um, and maybe do some sports as well. Okay, let's try the last, last slide. Okay. So this is the retired people. So, th so now we've got a big social part. Finances, that's in a worry, but hopefully they've sorted their finances. Hey, Adrian? Yeah. Um, I've got a bit of hobbies and maybe family is a big thing now because now you don't, you don't have work and now your grandkids are a big thing and you suddenly value your family a lot more. Um, right, so those are just some, some general examples. Obviously, the splits can, can differ. Um, okay, so now God makes an entry into our lives. Okay, so how does that look? We can go to the next slide. Okay, now it's getting complicated. Okay, so maybe we said to God, okay, in our work, I'm going to give you, uh, God, actually, work is work. I, I don't really want to give you too much. I'm going to give you a little slither there. Maybe when I go to work, I'll, I'll say a prayer for, for the sales for that day. Or, <laughs> or maybe uh, in our finances, we're like, God says 10%, I'm going to give 10% and no more than that. Okay, we'll, we'll work around that. And then maybe our time, Sunday, God, we can have Sunday morning. We can't have Sunday evening because of the Formula One on the evenings, so we'll rather <laughs> we'll stick to the... <laughs> it's happening right now, I think. <laughs> I'm going to draw this out, Franza. <laughs> okay. So, so what I'm getting at is we can very easily, in these dis different aspects of our lives, we can start to just define little portions that God is allowed into. And we can put God into these little segments and into these little boxes uh, in these various portions. Um, as soon as it gets under pressure, there is a battle between the flesh, our flesh, and what we desire, and what God, or what we can give God. So when... Things are a little bit difficult in the month financially. What's the first thing that usually takes a knock? Not our rent, our tithes. Um, when we had a, a difficult week and um, we don't feel like coming to church on a Sunday, that's a very easy thing just to, to lose that little segment. Okay, so when we give God our life, what does that actually mean? We can go to the next slide. Okay, so this is, in my mind, this is how I saw it. Okay, we're not giving God little portions of it. We're giving Him the whole pie chart. Okay. Okay. Why do we give, why do we do this? Okay. 
in Isaiah 43 verse 7, it says, Everyone who is called by my name, who I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. God made us for his glory. Okay. When we give him our lives, we give him everything to give him glory in every aspect of our life. Okay. So there's that point of justification when we give our lives to Jesus, to God. And then we start to walk out our sanctification. We can go to the next slide. Okay. <laughs> I, had to, I had to draw God and then I... <laughs> I drew Stefan instead. Uh. <laughs> that's, uh, that's my best version of God. <laughs> no, I mean, it's one of those robes from the... Sorry. Okay, so justification. We are declared and made righteous in the sight of God. Okay, there's our lives on the left, surrounded by the red circle. Jesus dying on, on the cross for us, and God looking at it. And what does he see? He sees something that is righteous. Okay. So that part's dealt with. Um, we can go to the next illustration. Okay, the next step is sanctification. Okay, sanctification refers to the state or process of being set apart and made holy as a vessel full of the Holy Spirit of God. Okay, so over here, what starts to happen is we start to, to lose those colors, those selfish things in our lives, and we start to give that over to God slowly. Okay, rather than these little segments that we can sometimes define God in. There's a quote here that um, I was given a book um, called The Practice of the Presence of God um, by Brother Lawrence. <laughs> it says, Sanctifica Sanctification does not depend as much on changing our activities as it does on doing them for God rather than for ourselves. And I thought that was quite amazing. Um, how many of you gave your, your lives to God and the next day you became missionaries? Sure, I was expecting maybe one hand. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> okay, for most of us, we give our lives to God on maybe a Sunday evening and then we go to work or we go to school the next day and life carries on. The normal things that we have to deal with every day. Those elements... Those segments of family, of work, finances, is something that we now have to mesh with, with God and our Christian lives. Now we are moving away from putting God into little segments and rather allowing God to saturate every part of our being and lives so that we no longer live for ourselves, but we live for Him and for His glory. Okay, we can go to the next illustration. Okay, so ultimately, maybe that's how we want to look. Okay, that's the full picture, pic, picture, picture of sanctification. Are we ever going to get to look like that? No, Stefan? Okay. Okay, so that's where we're heading. Um, yeah, easier said than done. I want to talk about a few tools, we can call them maybe paintbrushes, that help us 
to color these aspects of our lives so that they can reflect God's glory. Okay. I was thinking I'm not, I'm not starting on color theology over here. Um, just in case we go into some new age thing, yeah? This is, this is just a, a representation or a illustration to give you, help it make, come a bit clearer. Um, in the beginning of the message, I shared about my personal life, okay? Would you agree that you know me a little bit better, okay? If we had a conversation after the service now, who would find it a bit easier to, to come and talk to me? Okay. Why is that? Because you understand a bit about who I am, a bit about my character, and you also understand the context of, of where I'm from and what I've done. Okay. Um, we need to find ourselves devoted to God's word, not for head knowledge, but to understand the God we serve and his character. Jeff Kidwell um, who came and preached us, with us a couple of weeks ago. Um, he gave us, he, he kept on giving examples out of the Word of God, and um, he joked about not knowing the reference. He couldn't say Genesis chapter 1, verse whatever, but he, he conveyed the message, and he conveyed the character of God. So it's not about, I'm not saying that it's not good to be able to quote, quote Scripture, but it's not about just being able to do that for head knowledge. It's about understanding the character of God through the Scripture. Okay. When we understand who God is, how he operates, the context of what he said, and the context is very important often, um, when we, we, we quote Scriptures of um, uh, prosperity and uh, I know the plans that you have for me, um, we need to understand what that actually means. Hey, Anton. <laughs> <laughs> the context of what he said and what he has done for us, it helps us define our lives in relation to him. Okay, so if I ask my wife to come up here quickly. Okay, let me, let me choose Logan. Logan let's, I hope this doesn't get awkward. But, uh, <laughs> So, so if 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 I if Logan wanted to impress uh, Britley, um, so th this is what Logan would do. This is flowers, by the way. Oh, thank you, Logan. Okay, would that really impress you? No. Okay. Sorry, so I, I set him up for failure. Um, okay, so if I came and I said, can I do the dishes for you with that? Okay. Oh, scoring lots of points tonight. So, did you guys understand that? Logan... He knows Britley, but he doesn't know her character, and he doesn't know all the finer things and, and her love language. And it's difficult, it would be difficult for, her, for him to please her. But me having a relationship with Britley, understanding what pleases her, what glorifies her, I would come and I'd do the dishes for her. And I'd know, and I'd do. Okay. Okay. 
Okay, imagine trying to live your life for somebody who you don't know. Let's know the God that we serve. Okay, for those that are watching the series on prayer um, on YouTube at the moment, Ryan Kingsley, in his first session, he makes a statement about having prayer that is rooted in the character of God. And that brings me to my second tool. Sorry, I missed, I missed an illustration now. You can go to the next one. Okay, there's God again. And then the second one is prayer. Okay. God has given us the ability to communicate with him whenever we want to throughout the day. It's not confined to a little segment in our time, in our quiet times. The more we know about someone, the better we can communicate with them and the better our hearts can be positioned to give them glory. Okay, so from God's word, understanding God's word and his character, it informs us of his character and how we can pray to God. Okay, so I've, I've given a few very simple examples of prayer, just to illustrate the point. And Stefan was talking about how we can come to God as a, as a father and simply the other day. So, hey father, I'm really struggling with forgiving my sister or brother, but I know you died for me and forgave my sins. Won't you please help me forgive them too? Hey Jesus, I'm anxious and I'm overwhelmed by my situation, but your word says not to be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present my requests to you. We have a problem, and we know, because we know God's character and his word, we know what the solution is and what to pray for. Hey Jesus, my budget is really tight, and I'm not sure I can afford to give or tithe, but I want to sow into your kingdom. Won't you help me be a cheerful giver and know that you are my provider? Hey, Jesus, I'm really struggling right now, and I feel I'm going through trials. I know you want to prune me and my character, so please help me endure this so that I can bear more fruit. Holy Spirit, I want, you, I want to help this person, but I don't know what to do or what to say to them. Won't you guide me in pointing them to Jesus? Dear God, thank you that you sent your son to die on the cross for my sins and that he is the way, the truth, and the light. Okay, the next one, we can go to the next slide, is the Holy Spirit. And that is a big topic, but it often goes hand in hand with prayer. He has also left us with the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, who is our counselor, our comforter, and gives us wisdom in situations. Whether we are at work or school, with family, or even on the rugby field, we have the Holy Spirit to guide us and give us wisdom. The Holy Spirit also produces fruit in our lives. I think we all know the fruit. Peace, love, patience. Patience for me is a big one. I don't know, if, if you've got kids, if you're a parent, that's one of the first fruit that needs to develop. Kindness, joy, and joy can be give, joy in giving in your finances. Self-control, maybe it's in our relationships, 
for purity, goodness, faithfulness, and gentleness. There's another quote I want to read out of that, that book that I mentioned earlier. It says, we recognize God as being intimately present with us. We may speak directly to him every time we need to ask for help. We know his will in moments of uncertainty and to do whatever he wants us to do in the way that pleases him. We should offer our work to him before we begin and thank him afterwards for the privilege of having done them for his sake. I'll read that last sentence again. We should offer our work to him before we begin and thank him afterwards for the privilege of having done them for his sake. Okay. I think that's, that's an amazing thing that I've been trying to incorporate into my life a bit more is when I get up or I arrive at work, God, I'm going to spend the next eight hours working. I'm going to dedicate this time for you and for your glory. Okay, we can go to the last illustration. There we go. Okay, there's God again with a, a few friends around him. <laughs> okay. Relationships and the body. In 1 Corinthians 12 verse 27, the Bible talks about the body of Christ. And I think we, each, we all know that we all in our own way, form part of the body of Christ. We all have roles and functions that we fulfill. Okay. But we are not just a part of the body on a Sunday evening or a Sunday morning or whenever you go. Um, I remember going to a church many years ago um, where we, we would meet on a Sunday and nobody would ever have a relationship with anybody outside of the church on that Sunday. No one would fellowship together. Uh, no, one, no one would uh, have uh, brides together or anything like that. Um, and their lives, their Christian life was confined to this, this Sunday morning. Um, and you would find that people would get topped up, fueled up on a Sunday, and then they would go for it until, and hopefully make it to next Sunday before running out of fuel. Some people ran out of fuel and they never made it to, to church the next Sunday. <laughs> and that, um, yeah, our, our church life and our relationships are critical to our spiritual well-being. As Steve said, uh, I think it was last Sunday, we do life and church together. They are intertwined. Um, I'm not saying that those people on that Sunday service that I went to didn't have a relationship with God, but it was incredibly, diff it, it hindered their, their growth. Um, and that's, if I, if I think about our community groups on a Wednesday, and Steve, correct me if I'm wrong, but that is almost sometimes more important than a Sunday. Because that is, is the practical outworking of what we're learning here on a Sunday. It's practicing those things, praying for each other, living in each other's homes. Letting our lives be intertwined with church. Okay, in the body we form relationships of accountability, an important one. Guidance, wisdom, teaching, friendship, and sharing God's love. There's an interesting quote that I remember hearing years ago. Um, is, we become the average of the ten people we hang out with the most. 
You can think about that. So think about who you spend most of your time with. And you naturally want to become the average of, the, of those people. If you've, got, if you've got somebody that's an amazing billionaire, and then you've got a friend that's broken on the street, you're going to find somewhere in the middle. So we need to surround ourselves with good relationships, find ourselves in the body so that those people can build us up and influence our lives in a good way. Okay. I've always wanted to say this. I'm going to land this one. Am I really going to land it? No. I'm going to circle a few times. No. No. Okay, so in summary, when we go back and we look at our lives, we want to apply these tools. Maybe we can go back to that uh, the slide with the further on. Another one. Another one. Another one. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> okay. When we go back and look at our lives, we want to apply these tools so that all aspects of our lives glorify God in this process of sanctification. Okay, so that socially we surround ourselves with the right people and build strong relationships in the body so that our bribes with friends are centered around Jesus. So that we can submit to a leadership and have people that can speak into our lives. So that financially we know that God is our provider and we are not giving begrudgingly, but with a joyful heart, knowing that it all belongs to him anyway. So that we can seek advice and help with stewarding our finances. So that at work or as a business owner or in school, we have been put in an environment to impact the lives of the people that surround us, and that God has given us the Holy Spirit to help us do that, so that we can be a testimony to practicing the fruits of the Spirit and godly values, not only in a church, but also in a secular environment. Okay, it's easy to be a Christian at church. At church. And lastly, so that our relationships and communication with God is a continuous conversation and not just confined to 15 minutes of quiet time in the morning. Ultimately, our lives are all for the glory of God, where we become smaller and God becomes bigger.